Umbrella. Um, Quaddy, we start with a very strong race. You spoke about Ebony's Avenger earlier. $4.80. Um, there's one here who I reckon is way over the odds. And you will be aware because you've seen my prices. Sean is the one to beat. But outside the draw, 17.20, 2.15, it's about right. I'm wondering whether you're with me here. I think Kai Valley Hotspur showed just a glimpse of his extraordinary ability. It was only a glimpse, but $18.340 sucks me in. What are your thoughts on the race? Sure. Look, I've got him in my top four uh, for a horse at $18. Suggest what, was the probably price? Have... What, what price did you have, Dan? I have got Kai Valley Hotspur at $10. Mm. So, um, again, it's about halfway between. Uh, you're giving it a stronger chance, I'm giving it a good chance, and the market is not giving it much chance, which means there's value there, and it's the first leg of the quaddy, so I... I would, well, even if you're taking two different quaddies, it definitely goes in the numbers. It's in my top four. And and it's fitter and it's on the way up. It's not difficult to make a case for him, is it? Well, no doubt you're in this position as well sometimes. Again, I was looking at the form thinking, I marked Kai Valley Hotspur 550 and I was worried that he might be quite a bit shorter. So, you know, you do that sometimes, don't you, where you're like, I just, this might actually be, you know, I I might have got this wrong, and it, and then he turns out to be eighteen dollars. But Shawnee is the uh, the best horse in the race. But what have you come up with? Look, I agree with you with Shawnee. Um, he obviously got it all wrong last start. He still lightly raced, and he got it all wrong right at the start. He was out of play. Never, never a hope of winning that race. If you could. Uh, be guaranteed he would trot all the way. Uh, he clearly is the horse to beat, mm. and would probably be a dollar fifty, dollar sixty. Yeah. Um, but it just puts that sour taste in your mouth. He's at two fifteen, so he's 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 at a price where he could very easily trim up the wads on or get out a little bit further in the market. But look, I think lunch with Arthur, from what I've seen with him, he's had his racing spaced, but he's won his two races when he's been fresh. So this is the shorter gap between runs that he's had when he has won. So he obviously goes well when he's fresh. He was very good winning last start. In fact, it was a soft win. And I think he's got the gate speed where he's got enough speed to, to lob in a handy position and he can finish off his races really well. So I've, uh, I've tipped lunch with Arthur. I wasn't sure whether we might get slightly better odds about lunch with Arthur. He, mm. He's somewhere... Uh, but. Well, actually, he, he's under the price. Oh, no, it's about the same price I marked him, but I was sort of hoping that he'd be closer to, to your rating because with a horse like him up slightly in class, again, like you were talking about Kai Valley Spot Hotspur, that early price could go either way. Um, but I think uh, Stable usually get it pretty right, particularly if they do happen to have something on him. So maybe the uh, betting providers are not... Uh, uh, are aware of that and not offering too juicier odds. But I think he's a nice trotter. I think he's going well, and I think he'll be very hard to beat. So two from 10, Shawnee, I, I agree with you. I think he's the best horse in the race. Uh, then uh, Ebony's Avenger's been racing well. Th- this is uh, a fair bit tougher, uh, but he's in the mix. And Kind Valley Hotspur, for all the reasons that you've either pointed out or just about to point out, because he's still early on in his prep, 
uh, is open to improvement. And I saw enough there last start that uh, he, he can improve again and be a horse that we want to have in our quaddies, particularly at $18, or even if he's into $9 by then, to have something on him now. Well, yeah, I, I, look, I went with Shawnee, but I wouldn't be backing him at the price he is now. And it's seventeen twenty Now, Trotters, uh, would you agree, Dan, they're more capable of, if they've got a class edge, they're more capable of overcoming these draws because... I could envisage uh, a situation where Shawnee takes off like 500 metres after the start and just dominates them with class. And you don't see that as much in the pacing ranks, do you? Pro- look, probably not. not. Not with a progressive horse like that. But it can also go the other way. Uh, when they've had little experience and then they get to the city class races, the older, more experienced horses... And um, it can be a little bit intimidating. And I wonder whether that was part of the problem last start um, with, with Shawnee. Um, because he drew the back line there. And usually when they're on the back line, they're less likely to, to, to gallop, aren't they? Because they've got horses to trail up. They're not on the front row. They don't get as keen. Um, so it was a bit off-putting to see him do that. I didn't expect him to do that. I, I, I felt like I'd earned his trust and that he was past that stage of his, uh, his career. So maybe it was just a one-off. Maybe I should be more forgiving. It is interesting, though. Um, he's off the uh, quote-unquote unruly, but Shawnee, because he didn't go through the age-restricted races, and I don't want to get you started on the rating system, but even if he wasn't off the unruly, he's already a 72. This is his ninth start. So he's taking on pretty hardened horses here. I mean, right at the top of the list, Chiron, um, you've got... Tipsy Turvey, who's been, uh, you know, through the ringer. Golden Sunset is flying. Golden Sunset 21 and 370. Maybe there's something there, there as well. I ended up with 10, 9, 4 and 6. But I will be backing Kai Valley Hotspur each way. And I'll tell you why. There was only a glimpse there. But early doors, Dan, I thought he could be... I thought he was the one. <laughs> now... They've all gone past him, and for whatever reason, there's been a flatlining. But on ability, like he has as much ability, in my opinion, as all of the five-year-olds who are now inheriting the earth. He has got stacks, and I love the way he was driven last start. It was just to hit the line hard, and he did that. And if he gets his mojo, it might not be here. It might be next start. It might be down the track. But if if he gets his mojo, like he's a real proper good trotter. Yep, no doubt. And and at value as well. So, um, uh, yep, don't try to talk yourself out of it, mate. Take the 18 now. We might take a break in a moment so I can take it. Um, <laughs> Tipsy Turvey is the other one. I, I tend to think that Tipsy Turvey is a, I won't say specialist miler, but... There's evidence to say that Tipsy Turvy likes a short course. So 10, 9, 4, and 6 for me. But I understand with lunch with Arthur, I'm I'm remembering magical Robbie O'Connell, Zach Phillips. It's a dangerous combination. You don't see it a lot these days, but they're a dangerous combination, aren't they? 
Oh, indeed. Um, Robbie is as good a horse person that I think I would have ever come across. And I think there'd be a lot of people in, in harness racing and even outside of it that would say that as well. And uh, he's just flexing his muscles and reminding us just how good he is because he's doing a wonderful job with, uh, with a horse that, let's face it, was... Uh, uh, very frustrating if you were following him or, or, or owning him and uh, he's uh, he's fulfilling all the talent that he's shown for a long, long time. So we're going to go for, uh, to the news in a moment, but I'm going to throw one at you before that. Um, a young driver like Zach Phillips, Darby McGuigan, others, have you got any ideas of how we can keep them uh, motivated, um, not not placed under so much pressure or wanting to look for other avenues because, look, no worries. We have got an incredible list of young drivers right now, but you hate to lose that talent from the, you know, the cut and thrust, don't you? Because Zach Phillips is, yeah. Zach Phillips is a genuinely outstanding rangeman. Oh, there's no doubt about that. He's got his own business now, but he's been forced to look at it, and that's a smart way to go about it. He can, he can uh, have a a business and and earn a, a a decent income, or potentially earn a decent income, but also combine that with one of his loves. He started very early in harness racing, and look, uh, if you do have a business and you do have a family, uh, there's one thing that really. Uh, makes it difficult is that the long gaps and the time that you spend on the road and at the races and um, when you've got 12 race programs and nowadays even at night there are 40 minute gaps it's uh, it's nigh on impossible and if it wasn't for the passion and the love for the the industry participants um, I think we're very fortunate we've got those sort of people that can do that because they're virtually sacrificing other aspects of their life that are probably more important to put the show uh, on um, for um, the the key uh, people. And, you know, that it's sad to see sometimes because the length that they're going to go to, they're very noble uh, to be able to do that, but to make sacrifices against your, your own life, taking days off work if they've got part-time jobs and... They just love their industry so much, but I think they get getting taken advantage of, and there's got to be more human welfare uh, noticed by Harness Race in Victoria um, uh, to 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 help out that situation. Otherwise, we're going to lose a lot more people. Uh, well, that yeah, we got we got to the news, but that was a point that I was really trying to drive home that if you can see somebody uh, struggling in any way, shape, or form, and they've got ability just to be there for them and. They don't have to stay driving, but look after them. Look after our people because the drivers and trainers are the lifeblood.